0: This is Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the Best Hockey Talk on
1: 105.9 DX. The Penguins went 9-3 and in January and host the Washington Capitals tomorrow night in a big Metropolitan Division showdown. Joining me now to discuss is the Penguins coach, two-time Stanley Cup winner, Mike Sullivan. Uh, Mike, what happened in January? Uh, how much of it was improved play and how much of it was getting maybe a little puck luck finally?
0: I think it was a little bit of both Mark. I think uh, I give our players a lot of credit. Uh, I think we're playing the game hard, we're trying to play the game the right way. I think uh, with a little bit of success comes a boost of confidence and and there's a good uh there's a good vibe I think around the team right now. There's good energy around us and we we're just trying to build on that each and every day. But but certainly it's a little bit of both. My experience of of being around this game is that when you play well, you tend to get puck luck uh, that tends to follow. So Uh, I just think we've got to continue to focus on trying to play the game the right
1: way. Ole Mata was on the show yesterday, and he said something interesting. He said you guys lost two out of three on the West Coast trip, but really played the game the right way and kind of implied it was a turning point to get you to where you're at now.
0: Well, I think you know. I think he's right. You know, one of the things that we try to do as a coaching staff is we try to provide an honest assessment of our play, regardless of what the score is, and and we give our players that uh, that feedback of that honest assessment. And and we felt as though uh, maybe, uh, with the exception of one period on our California trip, that uh, there was a lot to like about about our our overall play. And you know, we're playing three pretty good teams, and and you know, the games were. Fairly even, but, but we really liked a lot of our game. And, and although the, the results didn't, uh, we weren't overly thrilled with, uh, we, we felt as though as long as we continued on that path that, that we'd get the results. So, you know, sometimes when, when you, when you don't have success in the win-loss column, it, it creates another level of urgency, uh, to a team that, that allows you to get over the hump. And, and I, and I think we're certainly playing with like that or we're playing with that urgency the last handful of games.
1: Uh, the big guns have heated up all at the same time. Uh, Sid Gino and Phil, why did that happen? Is it something you can put your finger on? Because it certainly makes things easier, doesn't it?
0: It sure does. Uh, you know, we, as I say all the time, we, we we go as our as as our top players go, and the, and these guys are the uh, they're the they're the engine that that drives the hockey team. And uh, when when they're at the top of their game, they're just they're they're a force. They're so difficult. To defend against, uh, they're a threat every time they're on the ice. Uh, they help us create the balance that we're looking for, that we think makes us more difficult to play against. They've been dynamic on the power play all year long. Uh, what we're what we've really liked is is their five on five play in the last probably four or five weeks uh, has really uh, I think gotten to another level, and that's when this team's at its best. So uh, certainly we're we're a much more difficult team to play against when when our top guys are going the way they're going right now. Hopefully we can continue to keep him in that in that vein.
1: Now you want Sid Gino and Phil on different lines, and certainly there's a pattern of success when you're able to do that. But do you think you have the complementary personnel to do that indefinitely, Mike? Or does Jim Rutherford need you to get you some help uh, between now and the trade deadline, perhaps specifically at center?
0: Well, I think Jim is always trying to improve our hockey team. He's one of the one of the more harder working general managers that I've that I've been associated with in this in this game. He's always on the phones trying to Try to improve our team in any way he can, and uh, but but I do believe that that with the group of players that we have, that that we've got a fairly deep roster, and and, and I don't know that I have a definitive answer for you, Mark. I think a lot of it is going to depend on who's playing well at a given time and uh, where our team is at uh, game to game or week to week, and and I think I've been I've been pretty uh, upfront with with our our opinion on the matter. At least our coaching staff feels as though. Uh, in a perfect world, I think where our team is at its best when we have the ability to create the balanced attack that we have right now, but it's, but it's not always going to be etched in stone. And there are so many variables that, that are going to dictate, you know, which way we go. And, and part of that is, is just the gut feeling of the coaching staff, uh, at a particular time, uh, you know, on a game to game basis. But, but what I do like is, is that we've got, we have versatility. We have the ability to, if we want to load them up and put, put our top guys in the top six, we have the ability to do that, and, and you know there are even times over the course of the last couple of weeks where that, even though that, that we haven't spread on, on three different lines right now, they still play a fair amount together, even five-on-five, five. Uh, and so they're getting a fair amount of time together, even though that we choose to, to spread them out on the lines the way they are right now. A lot of it really is going to depend on a week-to-week or a game-to-game basis on how everybody's playing.
1: Now Matt Murray looked real good Tuesday against San Jose uh in his first game back after his father passed. Has he been a bit off so far this year until now? Or or was that the team in front of him maybe not playing as well as it is right now?
0: I think it's probably a little bit of both. You know, I, I don't think Matt's any different than the rest of our group. You know, we we've uh we've been victim of, of inconsistency here in the first part of the schedule and uh all of us I think are 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 all part of that. So and and I don't think Matt's any different, but we really like the way Matt's game is trending right now. He's uh, We thought he was terrific the other night and uh, under difficult circumstances, and, and we're hoping that, that he can bring that level of consistency through the second half of the season here, and, and all of our players, for that matter, we're, we're going to need that level of consistency if we're going to get to where we want to go.
1: Well, in that vein, where is Chris Letang's game at? Uh, by his own admission, uh, Coach, he's had, he's had some ups and downs.
0: Yes, he has, and uh, you know what I love about Tanger is, is, is he's pretty he's pretty honest with his with his own self assessment, and, and our expectations are so high of Tanger because of the role that we that we put him in and, and how important he is to every aspect of our game, whether it be five on five play and getting out of our end zone or joining the rush or uh, being active on the offensive blue line to help us create some offense, to you know playing against the other team's top players and defending hard and killing penalties. We just use him in every circumstance. He's such an important part of our team, and, and he has the ability to be such an elite player and a difference maker, and, and I think that's everybody's expectation, and, and I think sometimes we forget how much time that he missed. He had a, uh, a very serious injury that he's overcome, and uh, but we really like the way his game is trending as well. He's, he, he's had his ups and downs in this first part of the season, but I believe his, his game is starting to track the right way. We think he's going to have a great second half for us.
1: You know, it's funny, I know that elite athletes and elite teams, coaches like yourself, say that a team doesn't want to ever feel it can flip the switch, but I look at you guys up until January and how you play in January, and I wonder just a bit.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a it's a good question. I've always been a believer that uh, it's difficult to just turn the switch and start to play the game the right way. I've always been a believer that it's a process, and, and, and my experience of being around uh, the NHL and being around the game is that usually there's, uh, there's a process that takes place that leads up to success and,
1: and, and, and
0: I, and I've seen that with this team as well. You, you can see it in practice. I think that's where, that's where your habits are developed and instilled. Uh, that, that's where, uh, you know, the, the attention to detail, uh, and playing on the, on the same page, cooperative play, uh, is built and, and, and we see, we see the, the traction in practice before we actually get the results. And, and so, and I've seen that with this team this year as well. And, and, and we, we anticipated a, a, a difficult, uh, challenging start to our season this year for a lot of reasons. Uh, but certainly what we've really liked in, in the last five, six weeks has just been the, the process that our team's going through. We like the, the work habits that we've established in practice. I think the month of February, the, the schedule is going to be pretty good to us. It's going to give us an opportunity to get some more substantive practices uh into built into our schedule which i i think will only reinforce uh, what we're trying to do as a hockey team so we like the way we're trending but but it's something that we're going to have to go out earn it go out and earn each and every day
1: we're talking to penguins coach mike sullivan here on the home of the penguins 105.9 the x uh coach is Ian Cole playing well enough to stay in the lineup uh once the rest of the d gets healthy matt hunwick what's the debate there among you and your staff
0: well, Ian's a good player for us, and, and, and he has been a good player for us for a couple of seasons, and, and uh, Ian and I have had a number of conversations uh, you know, over the, the course of this season and, and prior seasons on what our expectations are and, and where the points of contention uh, with the coaching staff is, and, uh, and, and we certainly value what he brings to our team, and I've made no bones about that. The reality is, Mark, is when, when we have a healthy complement of players, we have some difficult lineup decisions. And, uh, and, and so it's a competitive roster. It's a, I I think it's a healthy competition, uh, that that's going to push us all to be at our very best. And, and so Ian's in the lineup right now, we've got a healthy complement of players. Uh, we had it for the last game and Ian was in the lineup because he's deserving of being in the lineup based on the way he played. And, and and I think that's the expectation that we have of all of our guys. And so, um, you know, Ian and I, I think are, are very much on the same page of, of, uh, what the expectations are and what his role is in helping our team win. And, and our hope is that he continues to play the game with the, the, the conviction that he played with the last game and the, and the edge that he played with. And, uh, you know, he certainly is a difficult person to play against when he plays the game with a certain edge. And, uh, he's one of our better penalty killers. I think when he makes, uh, simple plays with his, with the, as far as his decision making with the puck, and he doesn't try to do too much with his decision-making with the puck and become a high-risk player Uh, as far as his puck possession is concerned, that's when Ian's at his best, and that's when he helps his team win games.
1: I think a player can play up to expectations, but maybe not produce statistically up to expectations. I kind of think of Brian Rust when I say that. Is it fair to say you have some guys that kind of fit that description?
0: Yeah, I think we've got a handful of them. I think when you look at, uh, you know, I think Rusty's had a fairly consistent game this year. The puck hasn't gone in the net as often as it has for him in the past, but we believe it will be if, as long as he continues to play the right way and bring the right work habits uh, to the rink every day. Uh, Justin Schultz is a guy that comes to mind. You know, his numbers aren't uh, jumping off the charts as, as much when you compare him to last year's uh, season that he had for us but circumstances are different. We've got Chris Latang in the lineup this year who makes us a better team. He's taking some of the power play minutes away from uh, Schultz that may have an impact on his offensive numbers, but we've really liked Schultz's game uh, from from the standpoint of helping our team win games. He's still the same guy that goes back to pucks, helps us get out of our end zone. He joins a rush extremely well. He has great offensive instincts, and he's really defended hard for us. So, you know, he's another guy that, that I think... When you look at him from a statistical standpoint, he may look like he's not having the same year that he had last year for us. But he's a guy that, that we think's been one of our more consistent players. So we've got a few guys that can fall into that category.
1: Why is the power play so great? Because I got to be honest, Mike, I always think it doesn't shoot enough. It drives me nuts. Maybe it doesn't shoot enough, but they must know what they're doing because they're number one in the league.
0: Yeah, they are. You know, I, my college coach Jack Parker used to say uh, used to say to me. I'll, I'll, on on a number of occasions that that the team that gets off the bus with the best players usually wins and and I think when in terms of our power play when you look at the the personnel that we have and 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 some of the weapons that we have the uh, the ability to put on the ice at the same time I just give our players so much credit they're they're a, they're a talented group they're a very instinctive group and I think that's what makes our power play unique uh, relative to some of the other power plays in the league and there are a lot of good ones Mark. Uh, but but I think our power play in particular is unique in the sense that they they're very instinctive in in, in how they play the game. You know we we have a framework that we give them. Uh, you know we have certain principles that that we demand of them. Uh, but but we're very cautious as a coaching staff that we don't overcoach that group because our biggest challenge as a coaching staff when we coach this group of power play guys is that we don't want to we want to make sure that we don't get in the way. And sometimes uh, our best coaching decisions. Are are just just making sure that we say less and we allow those guys to be instinctive and act on their instincts. And sometimes they go off the grid, but that that's what makes them, I think, unique. That's what makes them as good as they are. And certainly, uh, to have the ability to put that many weapons on the ice at the same time, uh, I think, gives us a competitive advantage.
1: I didn't think Gino would be a good fit with Hornquist and Haglin coach, but. He had twelve goals in January and I see the method. It really makes Gino into more of a goal scorer, more of a guy who looks to shoot, doesn't it?
0: It really does. And and you know, that was one of the one of the the things that we talked about as a coaching staff when we decided to to put that line together and, and we have this discussion almost daily. You know, do we put Phil back with Gino and uh and, and even though we haven't like I said earlier, even though we haven't spread on uh across three different lines right now that they get a fair amount of play together, even five on five, just, just throughout the course of the, of the game. I always look for, for, uh, opportunities to, to potentially, uh, throw those guys together to give them an opportunity to maybe take advantage of an offensive situation. But, uh, one of the things that we talked about was, was, uh, we thought Gino was looking to pass the puck a lot and was, and was giving up opportunities to shoot the puck. And we think he's as dangerous a goal scorer as there is in the league. And, and, and he's shown that. Uh, through the, through the course of this past month and, and, and we, we continue to preach to him, uh, almost daily when he's on this line that he's the, he's the most dangerous scoring threat. So if, if he's got an opportunity to pass the puck or he's in a, he's in an advantageous, uh, situation where he's got a chance to shoot and put the puck on the net, we prefer that he shoot. I think it gives, uh, Patrick Hornquist an opportunity to do what he does best and that's go to the net, wreak havoc and bang rebounds in and it gives Haggy an opportunity to do what he does best, and that's go hunt and, and retrieve pucks and try to create offense off of the rebound. And so, you know, for a lot of reasons, uh, you know, we thought about putting that that trio together, and for this past month, uh, it, it's worked for us.
1: Now, we've talked about this before, but it's a great topic. What's it like to Coach Phil? He's such a unique player. I've honestly never seen a guy play quite like him in, in four decades of, of watching hockey pretty closely you just kind of let him play? I mean, how much input do the coaches have?
0: Well, he's, uh, Phil's a unique guy, as, as you said, and I've really grown to appreciate Phil uh, as, as a person and a player over the last two-plus seasons that I've had the privilege to coach him. And, you know, he's not a guy that's going to that's gonna always play the game the way you want him to, to play. And, uh, and that's part of what makes Phil uh, the elite player that he is. Uh, you know the 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 conversation that I have with Bill all the time is just to try to get him to meet me halfway in certain situations, <laughs> whether it be you know playing away from the puck or or his play along the wall or or participating on a four check. Uh, I think we all see how talented a guy he is he's a difference maker he he he's the type of guy that you know he, he can uh, he he can sleep or or play a, a a pretty vanilla game for a period and a half. Uh, and, and then, all of a sudden he he makes one or two or two or three plays uh, during a third period or a second half of the second period that are difference makers and we end up scoring goals that that 's the ability that he has so uh, I, i've learned a lot from phil in 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 the time that i 've spent with him in and trying to to coach him the best way that I know how to try to get the most out of him to try to help him uh, to try to help us win and so I, I've learned a lot from Phil and talking with him uh, over the last couple of years and listening to, to his insights and how he sees the game. I think that's helped me uh, as far as how I interact with him and coach him. Uh, it's important, I think, to try to get to know these guys and listen to, to their insights. And, and certainly he's a unique personality, but I think we all know and see the type of difference maker that he potentially could be for us.
1: Is there a lot of pressure to win a third straight Stanley Cup or is there no pressure at all since you've already won two in a row? Because I can honestly see it from both sides. Well,
0: I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't look at it as pressure. I, I think it's opportunity. That's the way I look at it. We've got a great opportunity to continue to write our own story here and 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 build on on an already uh, an already um, I think accomplished legacy with some of these core players. That uh, that's inspiring. I, it, you know, I, I, I've said on a number of occasions that this group of players is a privilege to coach. And, and I mean that sincerely. They're a unique group. They, they work extremely hard, and they're, they're ultra-talented. And, and I, think, I, I think we've got a great opportunity. We've got a great opportunity to continue uh, to try to excel uh, at, at, in, in the most difficult league in, in pro sports, in, in my opinion. I think the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to win. And uh, these guys have shown an ability uh, to To play their very best when their stakes are, when the stakes are the highest. And uh, I think that's a credit to their character and their talent level. Uh, we've got a great opportunity in front of us here, moving forward, but we've got to go out and earn it all over again. and 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 that's the greatest thing about our game is is we've got a we've got a big challenge tomorrow night against a real good Washington team. We can't get ahead of ourselves. Uh, we've got to take each game as it comes, and we've got to go out and earn it each and every day. Uh, but the way I look at it, Mark, it's it's just a great opportunity for all of us. And, and and I think we've got to take advantage of it while we can.
1: Mike, great stuff. Uh one last thing. Uh you're from Mass, so you're obviously a Patriots fan. You do know they cheat, right? Oh, well, I know that, that
0: uh that argument's been thrown around a lot, Mark. <laughs> you know, I, I I can tell you two things. I'm a huge football fan. Um obviously growing up as as a, my whole life in Boston, it's it, it's hard to shed my loyalties. Uh, but the one thing I will tell you, and what I've learned in, in the time that I that I've spent here in Pittsburgh, is it's what a privilege it's been to be part of the the coaching fraternity of, of the major sports teams in Pittsburgh. I've got an opportunity to to meet and interact with Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert with the Steelers. I've got an opportunity to uh, to have a conversation with Mr. Rooney, and I just think they're a class organization. I've got a great opportunity to to, uh, to spend some time with some charity events with Clint Hurdle and uh, and and. Boy, did I, I enjoyed the, the opportunity to meet these guys and be a part of this unique fraternity where every team is so supportive of one another. So I might be the only guy in Pittsburgh that's a New England Patriots fan, but I'm also a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan.
1: Mike, great stuff. Thanks again. We'll see you at the rink tomorrow night. Okay, Mark. Thanks for having me. That's Mike Sullivan. Great stuff from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Coach, we'll be right back with Bob McLaughlin, 105.9.